Well, good night, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Jewels by Jewels. Um, tonight, I'm doing a little plot twist. Um, I'm usually the interviewer, but tonight I'm being interviewed by a wonderful, amazing friend of mine named Natalie Butcher. Hello, everybody. She is amazing. She is a person that the best hype friend you can ever have in your entire life, and she will just make a room and a dull room explode. It's just amazing. And so she is here today to sit with me and ask some questions about my life so I can share you my story. Um, it's hard to share your story, but now is my time to share mine. And so I hope that this episode kind of really touches your heart and you can see what's inside of me. And um, and I just want God to just do what he wants to do best. So sit back, drink some couple of coffee, and let's get comfortable as we get started. So Natalie, it's all you, boo. Yay, okay. So um, basically I'm gonna ask you about your last relationship that you were in. Okay. Um, first question, mm-hmm. where did you meet this person? <laughs> <laughs> so we met technically um, at work. So he works for one of our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and the relationship started off because we had to work together. So, okay. And so he provided me documents that I needed and mm-hmm. whatever I needed. And it spiraled into a, a work relationship where we just talked to each other and he provided me what I needed and it just blossomed. Okay. Was he saved? Was he a believer? So at first, I thought he was. <laughs> at first, at first. Because he, when we first started talking... Mm-hmm. His whole conversation started off with, you know, what is the one thing that you that you want in life? And I was like, straight up, it's God or nothing. Like, you had to know who God was. Mm-hmm. Who God is, sorry. Who God is. And he literally said, you know what, you are my Eve. And he just played the wow. song and wow. dance. And he you're my Eve. He did the but Eve he thing. Ate the apple, Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he did the whole Eve thing. And he's like, you know what, I'm looking for a woman who is going to be my rib. And you know the mm-hmm. one that is the eve and, oh, I love and the everything. Rib. okay yeah so he he just really just went in and he, so we would say he believed in jesus he believed in jesus yeah okay but did he go to church was he one of those like i believe but only on the holidays he okay so this is where it spiraled and i will get i guess we'll get more into the conversation when mm-hmm. we first started talking he was telling me he was going to church oh, okay right so he told me he go to church and he has a son and they will go to church on sundays yeah because i had a relationship where someone told me that they believed Mm -hmm. and that they would go to church with me and after we were in the relationship they were like oh i just said that because i wanted to be with you so we just had to yeah confirm yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay all right so he did he was a believer he did go to church when you guys first met Mm -hmm. okay at any what what was the point that you saw the warning signs but okay. you neglected them. Okay, so I'm going to touch on that. So give me a minute on this one. Okay. So the warning signs as a woman, because mm-hmm. you have discernment, you will know off the bat. Yeah. When I first met him at the airport, yes, I mm-hmm. met him at the airport because he was traveling for work. Mm-hmm. I knew the moment I saw him, he wasn't the person for me. Wow. But I made the choice, right? I really made the choice that, you know what? I've been single for so long. Wow. 
and I made the choice, like, you know, everyone was complaining that in my life, like, oh, you're not going to get, you know, date anybody, or you're not going to do anything, you know, it's time for you to lift up your standards, quote unquote standards, and he wasn't my typical individual I would date, he wasn't, Yeah. and I, I settled, and I said, you know what, maybe this is what I'm going to take. Can you touch on that, that you just said, because I feel like it's such a good point. Mm-hmm. Because you were single mm -hmm. for so long, mm -hmm. you made the choice mm -hmm. that even though knowing, because all of us know mm -hmm. when it's not right, right? Yeah. But even though you knew, you still did it. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of just like touch on that subject for a little bit? Because I feel like sometimes like time, people look at time and they think I'm yeah. this age, mm -hmm. you know, touch on that for a little bit for the ladies for the and ladies the gentlemen. And the gents. Okay. So... <sighs> When you're at a, a certain age and you hit a certain capacity of your life, I was 32 at the time. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of my friends get married. I saw a lot of my friends give birth to children. And my heart is always when I wanted children. Mm -hmm. And so as women, we tend to see the so quote unquote biological clock ticking, which technically there's no such thing as a biological clock. Yeah. I'm sorry. There isn't one. When God says it's ready for you to have somebody, he will send the right person for you. Yeah. Right. And so we get so hung up on that, that we miss the growth that God is doing inside of you as an individual, because you want what you can't have until you're ready to have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I go back to my, when I said it in my first podcast, where I talk about the cake, mm -hmm. we want something that is not completely ready for us because you're not ready for not it. Not fully baked. You're not fully baked. And so when you do that, you settle. And wow. so I settled. And I, I will tell anybody, I literally settled for that for that relationship. I settled. Wow. Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of us do that at one yeah. point. Wow. Okay. So what were the boundaries that you set with this person? And what were the boundaries that you broke? Okay. Wow. Dang it. All right. <laughs> it's so, getting raw. It's getting raw. All right. So... There were boundaries we set initially. So you guys did set some boundaries. We did set some boundaries. Okay. I, I met with some amazing pastors here at our church. Because they were the first... One second. Yeah. Because of what you just said. And did you have a uh, person looking over your relationship? Yes. I okay. did have a couple of people looking over okay, my relationship. Uh, accountability partner, basically. Accountability partner. Yeah. So I had, a multiple, I had a couple of people. So I had pastors. I had a mentor. And I had a best friend. Okay. Right? And... I went to my pastors when I, because I see these individuals mm -hmm. as my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. So I went to them first and they were the first people that I spoke to. Well, second people that I spoke to about this relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And the first thing they told me was, Julie, you need to do a purity contract. Right. And I draft for a person who works in the legal field. I'm all about contracts. So I drafted that thing <laughs> to the T. I made sure I wrote full name, the date, or full name, first name, middle name, last name, everything. And I wrote this pretty contract. And one of the boundaries we set, because we were, first thing I need to go back a little bit, he lived in New Jersey. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he lived in New Jersey. Okay. And I lived here. So it was a long distance relationship. So one of my biggest boundaries was I will never have sex mm -hmm. or any form of intimacy with anybody unless it's my husband and there's a ring on this finger and it's our wedding night mm. because I've done that for so long in my past mm -hmm. I made a commitment to God and I said God I will not do this again was that boundary broken that boundary was broken to some extent okay so when I say to some extent we didn't do 
sex all the way. Okay. But to it could have gone all the way. Okay. And in that moment, I lost me. Yeah. Because at that moment, I broke that covenant with God. Yeah. I didn't break it with him. I broke it with God because that was a covenant I made with God. Mm-hmm. And my purity contract that I make was for God. It wasn't for man, not because the pastors told me to write the purity contract. I wrote that contract, say, sign it, that I will be held accountable wow. for the mistakes I made in that relationship. And I can't blame the guy for it. I got to blame myself because I had to protect me. Yeah. And I chose not to protect me because, listen, as ladies, we, we go into a relationship thinking, I'm going to protect this, I'm going to protect this. It's hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard. And you can't expect yourself to be whole if you're not whole. Here's, I'm going to go back to this. Mm-hmm. I had to learn in those boundaries that I set and that I broke, why did I break them? Mm. Is it because I made the choice to break them or did he break, did I cause him to break it? Did I open the door for him to break it? And those do- here's how it opened. I allowed the conversations. Yes. I allowed the conversation, even though he was far across, million miles, probably miles away from me, I'm the one that start, started the conversation. So when the conversation came, instead of saying, no, that's not what I want, or going to my accountability partner, which is my best friend, and saying, hey, this is the conversation we're having, mm-hmm. I chose to make, open the door. And when the door was open, it was a spiral that could not be stopped. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like sometimes... Um, a couple, even though they have, you know, the contracts or they have, you know, they spoke to the accountability partner and they said, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. They still say, okay, we can do this. Yeah. yeah but yeah, we yeah. won't do that. Right. But when you open the door for one, two All and three and four and five will Comes come. right behind Come it. right behind it. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, we won't do that. We were not going to get to, yeah. to that level. Mm-hmm. But this is okay. Yeah. And it's not okay. It's not okay. Because it always opens the door. It's like you're giving room for the devil to play. Exactly. And yeah. he and sure enough, he he tap danced like he had a little bit. He had fun. And you were still going to church. Listen, nothing was stopping me from coming from church. Mm-hmm. I still came to church. I even though the guilt. Was he coming to church with you or is it just he you came, now? No, he came with church with me. While he, when Every time he came into town, mm-hmm. he came to church with me. That but was, when he was at home, was he going to church? By his, by so himself. I was under the impression he was. Oh, okay. I was under the impression that he was. And when he was here, even though we did what we did, and the funny thing is, <laughs> I almost missed church one Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I got a phone call from that accountability partner and saying, Where are you? <laughs> Why you're not at church? Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, 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 I just wanted to stay home. Foolishness. She said, Foolishness. You need to get your butt in church. Wow. And so thank God for that accountability partner because I still had to honor my my commitment as a servant leader. Yeah. As a person that had to make a choice. Even though I messed up, I still came and heard the word. Even though I made stupid mistakes, I still came in and still felt the still felt the conviction, still felt the guilt and still felt the shame. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, when you're a leader at a church, and all eyes are on you. Yeah. And you make mistakes. That sh- guilt and shame do come. And when you don't know how to get out of it, 
it's a and you hold it in yeah you don't know like what else to go and you don't know what else to do and you don't know where to turn because you don't want the next person that looks to you look at you weird or look at like well look at her she can't yeah. so that's what happened that guilt and shame stayed on me yeah for a long time so you sat there knowing that he wasn't the person for you mm-hmm. still going through this process mm-hmm. with him now you're holding this baggage in your back oh, yeah, because yeah. you can't really confide on anyone yeah. because in the pos- of the position that you were in right yeah. Yeah. okay wow mm-hmm. how deep did the spiral go for you mentally really deep Mm -hmm. emotionally really deep spiritually really deep when I so I'm going to elaborate mentally it got to a point where I was like you know what if I did this he has to be the person I got married so my mind right then and there was I'm getting married I Mm -hmm. didn't care okay I I don't care I did this we're going to get married Mm -hmm. right and he was he was all in for it so uh, you guys were semi-engaged or engaged? We were semi... Well, this is where it get crazy. We talked about getting married. He gave me a ring. And then the plan was to get married for my birthday. Mm-hmm. On my birthday. Then it spiraled into, well, now I don't want to get married to you because my family doesn't think, you know, you shouldn't do the marriage right now because we don't know her and then I got mad and so it spiraled out of control yeah so it was a forced situation it was a forced situation right yeah yeah it was a forced situation and how was like the accountability partners when they received this message you're getting you're you're engaged to get married how what were their reaction to this so my mentor and were you honest with them about like the things that were going on so you weren't really honest nope okay no because here's the thing, when you are trying when you're trying to put on a facade mm-hmm. and you're trying to hide your dirt and you want you, you put on that mask, man. You you smiley you, face. you smiley faces and you deal with it. My mentor, mm-hmm. she knew some stuff on the back end because she's she's she has discernment. My yeah. my, my accountability partner has discernment, but she always stood in my corner and I would never forget she I was driving to Publix. And I was stopping up Publix to get chicken, right? Mm-hmm. And she asked me a question. She said, what are your top three things that you would want a guy to do in your life that will make you happy? And I, and I thought about it. And she said, if he doesn't fulfill those top three things, then he's not the person for you. Mm-hmm. And I had to like literally sit down and had a conversation with myself. What was those top three things? Then, when I went to my other mentor, so I had two. I have two mentors, two yeah. different things. You could have multiple mentors, people. I know people say you must have one, but you can have two because they all line up in different things. So I had two mentors. And the other mentor, I was talking to her about the wedding and you know what we're planning and the whole engagement. And she asked me a question. She said, are you sure? Mm. That's all she said. Are you sure? Is this what you want to do? Are you sure? What was your reply? I couldn't answer her. Oh, wow. Because I, some people answer it, but deep inside they're like, no. Or they're, it's killing themselves. I, I just, I couldn't answer because I already, st- here's the thing. 
That is why you always have praying people around you. Because when you're making the stupid mistakes that you're making and they see you making those stupid mistakes, you have people, God would always put people to be praying for you. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of people at Abundant Life, and I'm calling my church out. I have a bunch of women and guys that I didn't even know were praying for me because they saw me on this individual and they automatically knew that it was not the person for me. Yeah. And they made a choice to pray for me that I will get, come to my senses. So he came in April. Everyone saw him in April. And everybody, I, and I knew the Holy Spirit started moving. And when the Holy Spirit started moving, it caused me to start doubting certain things. Mm-hmm. So I had no choice at that moment when she asked me that question. It's made me stop and think, like, am I really ready for this? Mm-hmm. Am I ready to walk onto the aisle with somebody who lied to me multiple times, mm-hmm. who says you love me one time, spit moment, and the next minute you can lie to me to my face? Mm-hmm. Or you come here and you act all love and dovey, and then when a person that I admire at church asks you about going to church, and you're like, well, I haven't gone to church, and I'm shocked to me because we have a conversation every single day and you're telling me you're going to church wow. and they bust out with, so are you going to church? What church do you go to? And you can't answer them. And you're like, Oh, well, I don't really go to church. And I spin and I look at you like I'm blindsided. Yeah. It's like a slap in the face. It's like a slap in my face because everybody's looking at me like, okay, this is the person that you're going to get married to. And you're saying this person, but he's not going to church, but he doesn't line up. Yeah. And that's where the word talks about. Um, th- when you yoke unequally yoked. Un- yeah. I was literally unequally yoked. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, we were unequally yoked. Because just because they say, they go to church, I love Jesus, doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. Because, I mean, every guy that I've ever spoke to, they love Jesus. Yeah, everybody could but love Jesus. But it was Jesus. far from. Far, far from the love. Yeah. Far from the love. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Woo. Fire. All right. What did you learn from your relationship? Okay. <laughs> that prepares you for whatever God has for you now okay okay so like some tips for the for the for the listeners okay so what I learned from that relationship is trust the God in me Mm -hmm. right trust that when I get that turn in my stomach I have to listen to it I don't have to believe everything everybody says because everybody doesn't know what God has planned for you. Mm -hmm. That is a conversation between you and God. Mm -hmm. Right? When you are making a decision about your life, Mm -hmm. you have to set, it goes back to boundaries. What are you willing to accept Mm -hmm. or tolerate or celebrate in your life versus what you would not? I had to learn. The one thing I got out of that relationship is my... (laughs) my learned for vulnerability mm-hmm. because before I dated this guy my heart was so hard like whatever I, I just didn't wasn't I didn't want it but when he came into the picture I had to learn that where I'm at right now was I could learn to see a counterfeit of what God does not what God did not send for me I could say goodbye go wow. left yes why because I can recognize now in my life this is what if this is I let me go back. I had to sit down and talk to God mm-hmm. and ask God to show me what does he have for me. Does 
Now I'm learning, God, do you love me? Yeah. Because I had to learn that even though I wanted the relationship, he was compensate. I was trying to make this man compensate mm-hmm. the love of the father, what he needed to love for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a love of God that I was missing that I didn't recognize because I lost my dad. Yeah. So when you lose somebody in your life who rep- a representation, I took him and replaced him where God needed to fill for me. Yeah. So now I'm at a place where God, you fill for me. And I had to copy on God's paper to see God, what do you have for me? So when a man comes up to me and doesn't say the right thing or he can say, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? Yeah. And I'm going to say, I know I love Jesus, but really how about you? Because I need to know for you, for me, that when I need somebody in my life, because where God is taking me, I can't have a wimp. I'm sorry. I know that sounds harsh. I just can't. Mm -hmm. I need someone who is going to be able to be strong with me. And then when I, I can be very intense, but I need a guy right now in my life that when take my intensity down a notch, meaning they can grab me and talk to me and say, you know, God loves you. Yeah. And he has to have a relationship with God first. Mm-hmm. And that is for any woman or any man. Well, he needs man. to elevate you. He has to elevate me. Yeah. Here's the thing. Strong in the word. Strong in the word. Strong in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Know, know who he is in Christ. I, I, I don't babysit him. T- I don't yeah. babysit anymore. Mm-hmm. And every woman, hear my heart. You have to see you in God mm-hmm. before you let any man see you. Meaning... You, you have to be so focused, and they said this years ago, you have to be so focused in God that the man has to go to God to find you. Amen. If he's not going to God and saying, if he sees you and he's not praying for God about you and saying, God, teach me how to get to this girl, then, he, sorry, he's not the one. I'm sorry. If he cannot be the man that supports you and aid you and know that when you, when you need something, and I don't mean money. Yeah. I mean emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. And I say physically, I don't mean sex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that comes after the fact. I mean physically, meaning that he will protect you. Meaning that he will stand and be around you if you're out together, Some, you know, that protection mm-hmm. level. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I, I, I learned that I could be vulnerable right now, but my vulnerability is with the Father. And that's, wow. what, that's all that matters, my vulnerability. So you said something. You said that your heart was hardened. Oh, yeah. When you, before you met this, oh, this yeah. gentleman, your heart was hard. And kind of want you to touch on that because I feel that a lot of, like, ladies and gentlemen, they have emotional things that they carry. And then they meet someone and they carry that into the next relationship, relationship, you know, where you're supposed to let go and let Mm -hmm. God and just, you know, clean slate for the new person. But some people are like, you know, I have a death in my family. My father died and I'm angry right now or a next relationship that was abusive or so touch on that for me. So let me go back a sec. I will touch on that. But I want to say this. Mm -hmm. In every relationship, there's a process. You have to walk out the process. And when I say that, I mean, when you break up, walk through the process. Walk through the grief. Walk through the pain, but don't stay in it. Yes. Because here's the thing. If you stay in it, you're going to carry it into the next relationship. Or for the rest of your life. Or the rest of your life. My heart was hardened, not because, not for nothing. There's every guy that I ever dated 
try to compensate what my dad did not fulfill for me. Wow. My dad was a great dad and he was great in other areas, but the loving part, mm-hmm. he just didn't know how to love me. I was, I'm the ch- last of 15 kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he didn't know how to love. So I constantly seek love. We used to seek love in other men, mm-hmm. right? Because that was the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted. So every guy I dated was a joker from every every joke it got. You know, they say you pick to you pick. I won't say it on the podcast, but you pick to you pick nonsense worse than mm-hmm. what you picked before. Yeah. That's where I got to. Well, one person once told me every guy you dated is exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> if like you can put them all on the same face, face. and they would be the same the person. exact person. And that was realization. I'm like, wow. I need to cut the pattern. And then that's the thing. But why is the pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And so when this young man came into my life, he was a different pattern. It was a difference in a little bit. He loved God, but he really didn't love God. Mm-hmm. And then I had to, my heart and heart, I had to learn in this relationship, I can't take it to my next relationship. Yeah. Because here's something. And I want you guys, ladies, to understand this. And I, I'm going to say something, and it may be really harsh, but I love y'all. Be careful who you let in spiritually into your life. There's a reason why they said do not pray with someone of the opposite sex con- consistently, especially if you know for the fact if you start off and they're t- your friends, mm-hmm. keep it that way. When you reach that point where you are now like engaged, you can start praying with them. But here's the problem. That brings a tie. Oh, because wow. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Prayer is intimacy. Yeah. It's intimacy between you and God. It's a conversation between the one you love and the one who loves you. So you have an intimacy and there's intimacy brings about passion. Mm-hmm. And so there's so you're seeing the, the the transition that's happening. The intimacy, the passion that would lead to something that shouldn't happen in the first place. Yeah. Right? So when you start to be very intimate with this individual be careful because that person could be literally spiritually raping you Mm -hmm. wow pulling you everything out of you and that's why i ended up being Mm -hmm. he literally took every ounce of energy that i had i didn't want to pray after oh wow i didn't want to i went to a very dark place after this i didn't want to talk to anybody and a lot of people may have said well i didn't know this i i can hide really well I didn't want to get out my house. I didn't talk to people. I didn't want to pray for anybody. I didn't want to lay hands on anybody. I didn't want to do anything. But thank God. Thanks be to God that I have friends who pushed me regardless to see the big things in this. Okay? Yeah. So as far as boundaries, I feel in touch on this. Um, in the beginning of a relationship, like you... Uh, a girl meets a guy and, you know, they're walking the walk with God and everything. The You don't need to necessarily rush into a relationship. Find no. out the pattern, right? No, do not rush in a relationship. I know one person. Here's the thing. God will teach you and walk you through. Have an accountability partner, number one. Stick to that accountability And be partner. honest about and it. And be honest about it. Here's the thing. Never rush into a relationship. Let God do be God. In that relationship mm-hmm. let him be the first foundation of that relationship i know some of us i'm 36 i know some of us are like i don't want to wait to a long re- engagement or a long relationship you know what i rather sit i learn from my mistake because i can be very impulsive mm-hmm. i know me now 
any guy that I that comes into my life right now, mm-hmm. I am going to literally sit and wait and wait and wait until daddy says yes. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Because I am not going to move unless I know he's the one for me. Yeah. And I'm not gonna waste I'm not gonna waste his time and he's not gonna waste my time. If God says no, 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 no daughter, that's not what oh, I'm And I have he to says you. it right away too. And he says it right away. Yeah. So you could trust me, I had a situation. I asked and guess what? He said yeah, no, that's not it. Okay, moving right along. Yeah. I think it's you know, for us girls that are walking the walk with the Lord, sometimes you meet. Obviously you're you're still you work in mm-hmm. the world and you go to the grocery and you know, yeah. worldly people are all over the place. It doesn't mm. necessarily have to be saved people. Sometimes they are. There's a lot of them. But um, you meet different people and you're like, oh, he's cute. Mm-hmm. And your flesh is like, yes. Mm-hmm. But you need to get to the point of bringing it back to God. God. Yep. Because sometimes your body, like, you're just like, your mind, you're like, yes. Wow. He's cute. He gave me attention. But it's like. The spirit saying no. No. Is he walking the walk? Yeah. Is he pursuing you? Yes. Big one. Big thing. Yeah. Big thing. Big thing. Ladies, be pursued. It is worth the chase. Yeah. I'm telling you, when a man pursues you, it is worth the chase. Because he went... When a man finds a wife, he, he finds, finds a, a good, good thing. thing. I'm going to say it again. When a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. No man is going to take you home to his family members if he's not willing to pursue you and chase after you. Amen. I so agree with that. Because if he wants you and God is really, especially a godly man, if God has spoken to him in his heart and said, that is the one I want you with, he is going to do everything he has and he's going to seek the father in every single situation to come after you. Do not settle. That is like my big thing right now. Yeah. Do not settle. If he's if you are literally taking care of him and you have to call him every day and you have to text him every day and if he doesn't respond to you and he yeah, I, if I were you, mm. you may check this check on that. And some of them come in in wolf clothing so you still have to pray about it. Always seek the Lord about it. Always, when you're trying to get into a relationship, you seek the Lord. I know a good a friend of mine that in her stories, when she first met her husband and she started liking her husband, she turned and she said, she went to a close friend of hers and she said, I like this person and I don't know why I like this person. I need you to help me pray this out. Mm-hmm. That right there talks about maturity. Because if you love for God, overweighs any man you're gonna if somebody's coming to interfere with that kind of love you're gonna ask somebody to pray that person out yeah and god is gonna say well that might be the person i have for you then you and god could talk yeah but always 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 seek god first during the point of your relationship did you feel at any like time you were like okay well he loves jesus and he goes to church sometimes i guess not because he just said he doesn't really go that much but did you feel like at any point like um i'm gonna change this i'm gonna fix this or i'm gonna you 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 went through that i sure did i went to a point where i gave him bishop's book bishop rick thomas's book Mm -hmm. i gave him my study bible Mm -hmm. i gave him my you know 
I'm like, okay, and anything that, you know, God would release into me, I would share it to him. Mm-hmm. I will give him, you know, we will pray every every morning we prayed. Every morning we, we spoke to each other. Every, during the day, you know, Bible verses. We'll read scriptures. Yeah, I my focus was, you're going to learn the word of the Lord. You're going to get into this. We're going to be a power couple. We're going to, it was all me. Yeah. You can't change someone that does not want, want to, to be changed. changed. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important that whoever you try to get in a relationship with, wh- whomever, they are already in that level with the Lord because fixing is only going to cause hurt, uh-huh. lies, yeah. and disappointments. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, that's pretty much all my questions that I had for you today. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's just amazing. Well, I am, I'm thankful that you took the time Thank to you. come and talk to me and let me share my heart a little bit. Um, sometimes it's kind of hard to share your, your story. Yeah. Cause you want to talk to everybody and you hide. But the one thing I want to tell, Ooh, go for it. Actually. Yeah. Now question. that we talked about the past. Can I tap into the future? Yeah, you can tap into the future. <laughs> so what are some things that you're doing now? Like, I mean, I know you're not like searching or doing any of those things, but what are some things that you're doing right now to prepare yourself to be that Proverbs 31 woman? <laughs> right now, um, I'm. here's the thing. I, I put on weight. So <laughs> now I'm starting to lose weight. Yeah. Um, I'm dressing differently. Yeah. And I know that's just surface, but for me, mm-hmm. the moment I started losing weight, I, my confidence came back. Yeah. Um, I'm spending more time in the Word. I'm, I'm spending more time intimately with God, like mm-hmm. seeking His face. I am doing this podcast was just another thing that God is doing in me. So I'm literally in the process of walking out my purpose. Yeah. Because one thing that one of my mentors, Miss Ann Nobles, told me mm-hmm. was the man will find you when you're walking out your purpose. Yeah. And so I want to be so focused on my purpose that he literally, this man literally has to go to God to be in my in my face, my peripheral vision, so I can see. I'm trying that's one of the that's a cup that's what I'm doing. I'm actually having fun with myself. Yeah. I never had fun with myself. I am being free of myself free of man yeah that's a big thing for me where i don't have to rely on what people tell me i rely on what god tell me i think that's a issue too a lot of single people you know they they don't have fun because they're so and i mean i i can say that i've been in that place at times where i'm like you know i'm not having fun because i want to get married lord or i want to have children but it's like enjoy your life oh gosh yes enjoy it and the more you enjoy the more doors in 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 wisdom and knowledge and things that come to your opportunities and you're like wow all these things are happening and you never know i'm not saying this but like you could be enjoying your life somewhere where your husband is and you have no clue because you're enjoying your life correct you know instead of being mopey Joe, yeah. Mopey Joe. Mopey Joe. <laughs> but the one no thing, offense to anybody named, named Joe. Joe. <laughs> you know, the thing about it is, is that the one thing is if you go to have fun and you enjoy yourself, no, I think it, it, guy or girl, 
Nobody wants to be with a Debbie Downer. Yeah. And I had this conversation with a guy yesterday. Nobody wants to be around a Debbie Downer, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to be around negative Nancy. Oh, yeah. Sorry about the Nancys and the Debbies that's living in this. <laughs> Debbie Downers and negative Nancy. When you are so confident in who you are and you have fun and enjoy you, yeah. when somebody comes in, they have to embrace that because that's you. If somebody doesn't like you for you, then why get with them? Yeah. Be happy about you. I, listen, I am thick in some areas. Sorry, I'm just being real. I may not lose the weight in those areas, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, love yourself. I love who I am. When I look in the mirror, I love who I am, and that's the problem. We don't love who we are. When you love who you are, someone else, you don't, you don't yearn for someone to love you because you're already loved by the Father. Yeah. You already love who you are. So when that person comes in, if they don't love you, bye. Yeah, and a great way, too, for people that are listening if they're like, you know, you're saying this, it sounds easy. But no, it's, it's not. not. It's not easy. But there is the word. And if you repeat those confirmation uh-huh. of the word mm-hmm. over and over, like how much the Father loves you. Yeah. And there's so many confirmations in the Bible. I mean, even if you're new to the Bible, Google it up. Like, like the first I mean, one I could bring up is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. Yeah. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have a lasting life. God loves you so much that he is willing to send his son to down a cross for you. Yeah. What kind of love is that? More than a love. that you, I'm sorry. I'm not putting my child on, on a thing to die for you. I, I love you latterly, but yeah. I'm not putting my son on a, on a cross or die for you. Yeah. But God loves me so much that he's well, he said that daddy God lavishes love upon you. Yeah. And every day it is it is a joy for me and I pray that everybody who's listening to this podcast gets this opportunity mm-hmm. but it's a joy for me every day when I wake up to find out how much God loves me wow yeah it is a joy that when I wake up I have an expectation of joy of love that God is going to show me some form of his love to me because God is a multifaceted God yeah he, he shows you his love in different ways and different things but he speaks us in so many different ways we don't see it but he's a multifaceted god and because he's a multifaceted god he gets to show you his love in so many different ways and every day is a discovery for me to find out how much god loves me yeah and i'm learning that every single day and even in the hard days like there there are gonna be hard days that's not like i mean there are some days that i'm like lord right where is my boaz right oh even gets better here's where's my solomon where's my solomon right but here's the thing don't i want to say this and i'm glad you said that because there's days yeah there's days i want to encourage men and women if you know if you're watching a hallmark movie or any movie and it gets you to that place of the negative side of, of then don't do it stop it Put your love, I, songs. love songs. Don't <laughs> listen to it. Stop it. If Maxwell or Casey and JoJo and Genuine and all these all these songs, these people, yeah. why listen to it? Here's the reason why. There was a point where I couldn't watch Hallmark movies. Wow. Why? Hallmark movies talks about love constantly. Mm-hmm. Now I just oh my gosh. Now I'm at a place. I'm like oh my gosh. See, it's a because, sweet place. Yeah, day. because if you stop for a season, mm-hmm. you eventually get to the point that you're able to look watch those things or listen to that and not have that feeling of attached to you yes yeah because i went through a season like that with music i actually used to love 
all kinds of musics. But yeah. I for for many years now, all I listen to is Christian music. Not mm-hmm. because I can't handle it, but I know there's some trigger points, and I'm like, oh man, that triggers. used to be our song. Right? <laughs> now, now like, it's like uh, it's just a song. It's like now, it's just it's a, song. a song. Now it's just yeah. a song. Now it's, it's just, just a song. Now it's just a movie. So if yeah. you know that you're in that place of your life where you're getting over a breakup or you're yearning for that relationship in somebody, I would suggest that you know what, learn your trigger points that trigger don't points, yes. that don't take you to that next level, and you know when you've outgrown and God has helped you heal yeah. those wounds. When you can watch a movie and not think about the person or got get upset about the person or start crying because you don't have yours. Yeah. Also get a mentor. Hello. If you go through a breakup or if you're just feeling like you Key. need a refreshment. Yes. <laughs> get a mentor. There's it, so many. It's g- so needed. Yeah. It is so. It, young women, well women, young men. It is so needed to get a mentor in your life. Yeah. Here, and remember our accountability pastor, partner. Accountability partner. Our pastor says your mentor is not your friend. No. Right? Which is true. Your mentor is not your friend. Your mentor will hold you to a standard that is a requirement and you have to stick by it. Your accountability partner can be your friend, but also a person that can be real with you. Yeah. Not sugarcoat anything with you, not hide anything from you or hurt try to hurt your feelings. They're straight. They're gonna be straight with you. Just like your mentor, but they're going to be your friend. And yeah. you have to have those in your life. It is so key. It is so important. Listen, I can't stress it enough. Please get a mentor. Please get yourself. Write down what you want in your life. What you want in your relationship. What do you want to get out of a relationship? And another thing. A vision. A vision of what you want. And write it down. And write it down. The other thing is, learn what your love language is. Here's the thing. If you don't know what makes you happy, mm-hmm. nobody else is going to know what makes you happy. Yeah. I know. I finally figured out what might. I'm going to take um, Mr. Chapman, Kevin Chapman. I think that's his name. He has a book on five love languages. And there's a test. There's a test on it. Yeah. And it tells you about what your love language is. If you like words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch. And oh, my goodness. I can't remember the other one. Is it I, gifts? The gifts. Gifts, gifts yeah. is the fifth one. Right. And take the test. You're gonna know. And let me tell you something. You're gonna be surprised. What is your What is your love language? Yeah. Because when I found out my love language, I was like, Oh, what is your love language? Words of affirmation. Go figure. <laughs> and I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because now I know that's my my love language. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm going to strive for it for someone mm-hmm. because it's my love language. And I know when someone says, Julia, good job, or babe, you know, you're doing a great, you know, baby, look really good in that, you know, outfit mm-hmm. or babe, you, I, that's my love language. And my yeah. second thing is quality time. Mm-hmm. I always spend quality time with people. That's yeah. just who I am. But I know my boundaries where that's concerned. So when a guy does come into my life, I'm going to learn his and he's going to learn mine. It is a process. I'm getting to learn you. You're getting to learn me. <laughs> There's a thing about that people don't do is courtship. Courtship. You have to court. It was thing that's old school. No, it's not. Learn each other. Take time to know each There's other. There's a reason why relationships that are that way work better than yeah. relationships that are forced or, or, you know, that jumped into so quickly yeah. or is breaking breaking the rules or boundaries and all that. There's yeah. a reason why these relationships are much better. And from experience, 
like I'm like man um, I didn't do anything that I wasn't supposed to do with this guy but yet I have such a great connection with him because I know about him yeah. because when you break the boundaries you it like let's say you get physical mm-hmm. automatically it, the relationship kind of falls on that yeah and you're not sitting there learning anything about the person. Mm-hmm. You're doing other things that you shouldn't be doing. doing. So it cuts that process out. Yeah. You know? And then the person feels like they know so much about you, but mm-hmm. they know your body. They don't no, know no. you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Meaty stuff. Meaty stuff. I feel like I'm prepared. <laughs> For the Lord. <laughs> For the Lord. Yes. <laughs> to guide me. <laughs> to guide you in the right thing. Listen, God will... Here's my thing. God will provide everything that you need. Amen. When the right time comes. Yes. Don't rush it. Don't say, um, listen, I could be at that place where I'm 36 right now and I could say, oh my gosh, God, where's my, my Boaz? Yes. I want my Boaz. Yes. Every woman wants the man in their life. Yeah. Yes. But I'd rather be walking out in my purpose and destiny yeah. and what God has called me to do than focus on someone who God has not said yes to me yet. And if he knows the desires of your heart. He will provide it. He said, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. My focus right now is my purpose. Amen. That is where I'm at right now. My purpose comes first. And if he sees me in my purpose, he's going to talk to God about it. And God is going to. I already talked to God about this already. And he will fully pursue you. He will fully pursue me. I hope he's ready. Like a man of God should. I'm telling you. I, I hope, hope he's, he's re- listening. I hope he's listening. <laughs> and I hope he's ready because I'm I'm, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm a force to be wrecked with. And I'm okay with that. Before, yeah. I, couldn't, before I could not accept that, that yeah. I'm a force to be reckoned with. Now I am fully okay with being me, being the strong, powerful, intelligent me. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Before I couldn't be okay with it, now I am. Amen. And now I, I, I pray over everybody that listens that you be okay with who you are. Don't let nobody change you. Yeah. To accommodate their reality. You change only for God's reality. Yeah, God needs to change you. God needs to change you. Yeah. God is the one that is going to nurture you and grow you. And his word will and help. And his word will help you. Mm-hmm. So, guys, um, I am super excited. Thank about you this. so much for this opportunity. Oh, you know what? Thank you, Natalie, for just cornering <laughs> me today. I, I was nice. You were, next you were nice. Time. <laughs> you were nice. But I am super excited that I got a chance to just do this with you. Yes. Um, the tables will turn soon on you. Mm. Um, Oh, I hope they're ready. uh (laughs) But you know, God is doing some good things and, um, you know, listen, be on the lookout for the next boundaries. Bye Jules. Bye Jules. God bless everyone. God bless you. Love you guys.